0: iPhone rumors for 2020, fresh new OS betas, will your Aspire games work in the future, and your hot takes. That's all in this episode of the Macworld podcast. Welcome to the Macworld podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Life Johnson and Michael Simon. Hello. So let's jump into the news. The first big news that came out this week is that Aspire is going to stop selling 32-bit games. And that's kind of a big deal. So we know that there's this whole 32-bit, 64-bit thing that's happening with Uh macOS. So for people who don't know, future versions of macOS, starting with Catalina, which is coming out this fall, will require that your apps be 64-bit. So that means it's written in a certain way. 64-bit software will only work with Catalina. If you have an older application or a game, so to speak, in, in Aspire's case, it won't work in Catalina. So this is kind of a big deal because it's sort of a different... Look at what software developers have to deal with. Mm-hmm. So, in the soft, you know, when it comes to like general apps and stuff that you use every day, those developers are kind of working on updating those apps sort of frequently. And then something like this happens, and they'll work on a 64-bit app. Games are a little different. Mm-hmm. So, games are a little different, and some games may not even be updated after a certain period of time. So, if you have a favorite game that's distributed from Aspire or even from uh, some other game developer, it may not work in Catalina.
1: A couple of things I want to say about this. Uh, You know, we already went through this with the iPhone, but, you know, the iPhone doesn't have, uh, you know, as big of games and stuff. But a lot of those early games, you know, didn't make the make the port and so that opened all these questions about you know longevity and stuff like that
2: but we all want 64-bit candy crush later. exactly we <laughs> did.
1: but uh, i will say the nice thing about aspire is the list of games is really small i mean but at the same time they are pretty uh significant i mean you have some like bioshock infinite these, these are not old games uh and yeah. in, in, in in some cases uh, a lot of star wars games uh, sims 2 uh, Tomb Raider 2, I mean, so, some are old, but some like Bioshock Infinite are relatively new, but apparently that's because when they were done for Windows, they were done uh, 32. Um, but uh, I just want to say a lot of you know attention here is being placed on Aspire, whereas Aspire and Feral Interactive are the people who are most commonly known for porting games over, and I actually received a response from Farrell, and uh, I asked them if they did have any similar plans, and their response was, we are looking into updating our 32-bit games to 64-bit on a case-by-case basis, and we will any- be announcing these updates accordingly. Um, however, the work involved is a significant, and not all games will be updated. Right. So, you know, we'll be expecting the same thing from Farrell as well.
2: So, games, all right. So, if you have a 32 bit game, it will or won't work on Catalina.
1: I, I asked Aspire and Feral both, and they didn't answer this question about what the criteria were to update it. Sometimes it is possible to update it to 64. Sometimes it's not. And then it's also a lot of work. So they have to decide whether or not it's worth it to do it. It's interesting that Bioshock Infinite did not make that list because I, I would have figured that would have been worth it. But maybe it's, you know, it's one of those where they say it's just not really possible. It's not really feasible. But the bottom line is going forward,
2: developers won't be making 32-bit games right. at all.
1: Regardless. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: So basically they announced that we're doing what Apple told right. us to
0: do. You know, people have these games and they play them and stuff. And it's it's not like a regular app. Mm-hmm. They're not like regular apps that get updated on a regular basis because right. it's a different type of app. So mm-hmm. if you play Bioshock a lot, and you but, but you also like to run the latest OS, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to have to figure something out, maybe right. boot into... Mojave or something like that. That's and what like I heard some people machine. saying on Reddit,
1: Reddit is they have a external drive that boots to Mojave and yeah. that would play it. But that seems extreme to play. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, and like you said, it just just buy a PC. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's not a long list of games, uh-huh. but uh, you know there's gonna be. Software like this, not necessarily just games, but maybe like multimedia type apps, yeah. entertainment apps and things like that, interactive apps, mm-hmm. uh, education, a lot. I bet a lot of education oh, yeah. apps. I used to follow a lot of education apps, and a lot of them are ports, and a lot of them don't get updated. Yeah. So a mm-hmm. lot of that education software is not going to run anywhere. I think maybe even now nowadays a lot of education software is probably web based.
1: So even if you're not interested in games, this gives you an idea of what you can expect of Catalina. Right. Is, uh, there's going to be a lot of support dropped.
2: Yeah, and it's good. It's good that they announced it. You know, in June mm-hmm. and not in September. Right. It gives people time to you know figure out what they need to do. And Apple announced
1: this move mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Yeah
2: they delayed it it was supposed to take a, take effect last round and they delayed it so it's not like this is a sh- this should be this shouldn't be a shock to anyone and
1: Mike makes an important point aspire itself said that you know if they if a game is not on that list and it is still 32 bit in their catalog it will be updated by the time that it, you know we get around to September or whenever uh iOS 13 yep. j- I mean excuse me macOS dro- uh Catalina drops so, yeah. <laughs> whatever so same same <laughs> both of them but yeah <laughs> <See>? <laughs>
0: Some new iPhone rumors that came out, but not for the iPhone that's coming out this year. Uh-huh. We're talking already talking about the iPhone coming out next year. Yeah, it's possible that five G is coming. Hasn't five G always been coming?
1: Yeah, that it just feels makes like
2: sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like winter in Game right? of Thrones. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> and then once it's here, it's it's here for a while. Uh, and then it's disappointing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <It's... laughs> Also. True. <laughs> uh what else about the rumors? So there is um a rumor that the LCDs are going to be going away.
2: Yeah, yeah the the iPhone 10 as it whatever it would be called would be uh, OLED, which makes sense, you know, it takes a couple of years to bring down the bring down the right. price and to uh up the I guess the the production for the number of displays that they would need. And um that makes that makes sense to me. To be able to produce a, in with Apple's margins, a seven hundred fifty dollar OLED phone seems seems feasible by next year.
0: And then the follow up to the iPhone XS Max, whatever they're going to call it, XT. Who knows what they're going to call it?
2: <laughs> they, they, they like their S's, right? <laughs> Maybe they'll still call it the, the it, iPhone it, XS. It'll be the X X right. I S. Right. I mean, my guess is it'll S-I. be the iPhone. If they do either eleven or XI, if they stick with the Roman numerals, yes. mm. they won't
0: XIS. That that doesn't even look right. It's getting complex. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's supposedly increasing from six point five inches to six point seven inches.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I there's a the Samsung S 10 5 G. Uh, and yeah, the S10 5G is 6.7 inches. The OnePlus 7 Pro is 6.7 inches. And, you know, so with the shrinking of bezels and everything, it's there. Yeah. You know, it's roughly the same size. Yeah.
0: A weird take on the iPhone XS follow up is that it's actually going to get
2: smaller. Yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. Right now, the difference between the 10S the and the 10R is about a quarter of yeah. an inch. It's 5.8 to 6.1. Okay but you're going from oled to LCD. lcd so there's a there's a there's a difference there Ooh. in you know what which one you choose. if they're both oled we're talking about you know they do they really need a, a such a slight difference in size so it makes sense to me to make a smaller phone i'm surprised it's not the 10r going down to 5.4 inches rather it's the it's the 10s but I guess the naming of these things is in flux. I mean, they never quite decide on a name. You know, they might make them. They might plan them, but I think the names are all very fluid. Yeah, that would make fans of the iPhone SE happy for sure. Right. 5.4 inch with those skinny bezels, that's not much bigger than the iPhone SE is now.
0: But then they'll be paying a much higher price than they would have with the SE.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's Apple. You know. yeah. <laughs> Unless they make one with a you know a, a, an A10 chip or something. Yeah. They're always going to charge top dollar, but it would at least give that option for a smaller-sized phone.
0: Those are the rumored changes for the 2020 phone. So.
2: I mean, honestly, that, that's, those are all pretty big deals. Yeah. 5G is a big deal. Yeah. 6.7 inches and 5.4 inches and all that across the board is is a big deal. So I mean, uh, we've been waiting for this iPhone super cycle for how many years yeah. now? And you know, next year could be the one where they really kind of change the perception and maybe even the look of it. Um, you know, that we'll we'll talk about the notch later, but I'm I'm wondering if they're not working on a solution. How, like, you know, how 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 long that that notch is going to stay the way it, the way it is. We'll yeah. see.
0: Yeah, so if these rumors catch fire, you know maybe the release of the 2019 iphone Mm -hmm. won't be as uh impressive as as people are or apple is hoping it would be
2: yeah i mean the way things shape up it looks like 20 this this year is going to be like a kind of like another s almost yeah yeah which is based on what we've seen there's kind of like an innovation i mean it's 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 across the board We see it with samsung and google and you know it's it's a rectangular piece of glass. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, only so much you can like, do after a while. Yeah, and then it becomes incremental, it yeah.
1: I think they did do a, you know, the way to make up for that, what they've done now, is given us these options that a lot of us have wanted for years. And even yeah. though it's technically just bringing it up to what other people have been able to enjoy, that, that's a big step. As I've said before on here, that that kind of like shows a new apple in some ways. and I. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we and we've
2: seen it for a couple of years. You know, they gave us the keyboards and you know more customization and more personalization. I agree. That's Mm -hmm. it's a it's a big change from Apple's thinking.
0: Speaking of fall releases, iOS 13 and iPadOS will officially be released in the fall. But in the meantime, the new developer betas have been released for those operating systems as well as Mac OS Catalina. And I believe uh, Watch OS and TV OS so have been released. The yeah. developer beta choose. Uh What's significant about that is that public beta is getting close. Yeah, right around right the corner. Yeah, yeah, because was it last year that they released after beta? Was it after beta three?
1: Yeah, wasn't it all. Yeah.
0: I don't remember exactly. And mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
2: uh, it might have been beta two. Right.
0: Usually, what happens is uh, the developer beta is usually. Uh, one version ahead of the public beta, so that that's what right. I was getting mixed up. Developer beta three came out, but also then the public beta came out, which was actually beta two.
2: And it's been traditionally, you know, near the end of June, yeah, when it comes out.
0: So we could be looking so, at yeah, we're
2: we're looking for that, yeah.
0: So that could be happening pretty soon.
2: One thing that was interesting about the the new betas is. Uh, they were talking about uh, tv os you can do picture yeah picture,
1: that was pretty cool
2: which mm. is cool but w- my question is why didn't apple talk about that like that's a pretty cool feature i, I wonder if it's not going to actually make it into the first round of tv os mm. that's one of the things they're testing and they'll release it Later. maybe when the shows come out or something or a feature in uh, uh what is it 13 point two or something. That makes sense. It's a point release feature. But it, it that's a cool feature because man, I hate that. When I'm when I need when you need to go back like if you're watching a, a TV show or something or whatever you're doing and you want to go to something else, you, you exit out of the app and it disappears mm. and sometimes it starts. Again, depending on the app you're using, they don't all work that well. Yeah. If if a little window like it does on our iPad popped up and I can still hear it and see it, that's cool.
0: So keep an eye out for that if you're into public betas. Otherwise, you'll just wait until the fall. If you do decide to run the public beta, we don't advise running it on your main hardware. I know people do it. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you're also willing to suffer crashes and things like that and conflicts.
2: Apps that don't work. I mean, you could do it. It'll work. But you might, you might run into problems, and you know, guess what? Apple doesn't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Last year, uh, you know, I remember it was it was pretty stable. I, I had some significant problems with Mojave, but I didn't have any problems with uh, um, iOS. But that's not a guarantee for year to year because I know someone who's on a developer beta. Um, talking about this stuff on Twitter, but yeah, he had some big problem where something was supposed to upload, uh, upload, and it was taking forty years and stuff. So he's just gonna have to yeah. completely <laughs> reinstall it because it's just nothing's yeah. working anymore. So that's and, you know. know sometimes like basic functionality breaks, like the phone doesn't yes. work. You know, like do you, you just don't
2: know because they're working out the bugs and they introduce things, and sometimes they, you know, they fix one thing and they break another. Mm-hmm.
1: So to give you an idea, last year. Mojave, my, uh, my, my laptop would run hot, uh, you know, th- certain things uh, wouldn't open properly, elements wouldn't work, and that was what I considered a pretty clean beta, <laughs> mm-hmm. so it gives you an idea of what to expect. Yeah.
0: Last Thursday, Apple made a product announcement. They released an update to Logic Pro 10. Mm-hmm. It's an update that, as they put it, as Apple puts it, taps the tremendous power of the new Mac Pro.
2: Um, which, we can't, which buy. we can't buy yet. <laughs> or even if we could, we couldn't, but we, <laughs> right. really, we literally can't buy it. <laughs> I can't it buy,
0: period. <laughs> Unless I don't want my kids to go to college. <laughs> this version they actually showed during the Mac Pro demonstration uh-huh. at WWDC. There was a part during the demonstration where they showed a song that they were working on, and it had, uh, it had a thousand software instrument tracks. They they released that version. So if you have a song with a thousand tracks, you can now do that.
1: I just want to say that I'm glad to see them supporting these types of robust apps anymore yeah. because, you know, you have GarageBand and, you know, we've seen in the past, like with Aperture and stuff, they would be like, well, you got photos. And so, you know, it, it's... It's nice to see these, you know, some support from these things because, you know, uh, you know the singer Grimes, she built her fame on GarageBand, uh, you know, and so not Logic, Logic Pro Ten. So, uh, a lot of people still associate Apple with creatives and stuff, and so I think it's important to maintain those associations.
2: Yeah, for yeah. sure. Especially if you're going to sell a, a ten thousand dollars system. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Other new features include a uh, new. I don't know if it's new, but it's a revised loop browser, redesigned DSR2 plugin. Some new features with MIDI beat clocks. The update is free for people who already have the software. It's a $200 app if you're into that. Today, Apple, today being Wednesday, Apple announced that uh, you can go to Best Buy and get your Apple gear repaired there. There are what? I want to say... Over 250 Apple stores, so that that means you know they're not as easy to get to for a lot of people. Where well, there are like a gazillion Best Buy stores, mm-hmm. so I I mean I can think of three already within uh, within ten miles of where we are.
1: Yeah, especially where I used to live. Um, yeah, it was you know to get to an Apple store, I had to drive at least a hundred miles. Um, so. uh yeah. I'm looking it up. There's 271 in the U.S. Yeah. Apple stores. So
0: this is kind of a big deal for people, you know. As Leif was just saying, you know, people who don't live near the metropolitan areas that Apple likes to put their Apple stores
1: in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had a Best Buy 30 miles away. So yeah. That was that. <laughs>
0: but there was a tweet, Leif, that you uh, kind of shared with us that seemed kind of.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> can you can you talk about that tweet I, a little bit? Uh, yes i don't have it right this, this is
1: right? Uh, from jeremy be? horowitz and i believe he writes for uh, venture beats <laughs> and uh, he said uh, <clears throat> Privacy. This is on Twitter, and he says, "Privacy obsessed Apple suggested today that customers should get their iPhones repaired by Best Buy technicians." Only a year after the Geek Squad employees were revealed to have been searching customers' computers for the FBI, perhaps for a full decade. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an interesting twist on that development. So, and I, that's right. I totally forgot about that. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so,
0: I mean, I'm sure Apple has. You know, when they were creating these contracts with Best Buy, that they put in these contingencies to protect privacy. But you can't, you know, you don't, you can't stop each and every technician from, yeah, you know,
2: yeah, right. That's a little bit beyond right. That's Apple. You know, there's one thing to keep your iPhone private, the stuff on it. It's another thing to say to 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 tell customers that no one's going to be looking at your computer when you hand it to yeah. Best Buy. I mean, there's, there's just no way to guarantee that. But it, it, it's an interesting it It's an interesting point, and it's a it's a it was a surprising announcement just because Best Buy has a, a reputation that's about a hundred and eighty degree opposite from apple right. let's just say when you walk in to look at Apple stuff at a Best Buy, you don't really know if the person knows what the <laughs> heck they're talking about when they try to sell it I to know. you or fix yeah. it, so you know I'm assuming there's going to be a a higher level of cooperation where they're going to i guess train them uh-huh. yeah. and you know, deal with all this stuff, because, you know, when you bring your when you bring your MacBook or or iPhone to an Apple store, you're expecting to get that thing back. Perfect. Right. And if, you know, if people start bringing it to Best Buy and their, you know, their data gets destroyed or scratches on it or it just doesn't work the way I mean, you know, they have to make sure that because now, you know, Apple is now saying we're okay with this.
1: And you know and that's letting some of that quality control get out of its hands. So that's
2: right. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. Keep yeah. it, so keep in mind, if you're worried about your privacy and getting it back in perfect condition, your best bet is probably still going to be going to Apple, not uh to...
2: I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, but I mean, we'll
1: see. We'll see what they.
2: Do. Having been with, I
1: mean, having known Best Buy services for other things, I will. That's a strong maybe. I
2: I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 not the greatest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apple must have done some research or something that shows that they just don't have enough facility yeah to yeah. accommodate their customers otherwise why would they do this so yeah you know right. it, it is and it's true you know i go to the Within, like I said, in a ten mile radius, I think there's three Apple stores uh-huh. here in San Francisco, and that's a lot. But this is San, San Francisco, Francisco. Right, yeah. it's a metropolitan <laughs> yeah, yeah. area. It's a dense area. And, and
2: even so, I'm sure you still gotta wait a couple right. of hours to get your thing. <laughs> I'll go to the
0: Apple store, and it's packed back yeah. there of people just waiting to get service. And mm-hmm. sometimes there's a line that goes out the store mm-hmm. of people just waiting to get waiting to get queued up for the service. So, yeah, there's, there's a bottleneck that Apple needs to solve somehow.
1: You might remember that yeah. earlier this year I had a problem with my phone. And uh, I did call, you know, I did set up a meeting ahead of time. Ended up only having to wait 10 minutes. They replaced my phone. Um, it was, yeah, I was expecting them to, you know, work some magic on it but no they were just like no we'll just replace it and i was like wow this is you know because i had been kind of cynical about the apple store for a while and i was that kind of turned my experience around because it was crowded that day but because i had set one up they were actually pretty quick about getting to me i didn't like that bit where they make you sit on benches and stuff because there's no like desk to bring your items up to but Mm. so that was kind of awkward but uh but the actual service was pretty nice yeah they're they're pretty good when they when they tell you that like they must write
2: down in that iPad like I don't know he has black glasses yes. or he has a shirt yeah. because like I've 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 test, I, like i moved around before and <laughs> they they, they find me man <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you know it's 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 pretty it's, it's pretty funny um, just to one more thing that the press release does say that first of all they're Apple certified mm-hmm. not not Apple authorized so that's Ooh, a step higher. Wow. And it says that there's 7,600 quote newly Apple certified technicians across the that's Best That's a buy big store. difference. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that works out to, you know, that's a lot. That's a, there's only about a thousand Best Buys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like that's like almost a hundred per store. That's a that's a lot of tech. That, that's a lot of technicians. Yeah. So. Okay. Perhaps we're we're, we're judging them too harsh. Right.
0: Perhaps. So I'm I'm still going to the Apple store first. (laughs) When Apple unveiled the iPhone 10, its most controversial characteristic was the notch. It was ridiculed and cited as proof that Apple had lost its way. Nearly two years later though, the notch has been embraced by iPhone rivals and it's in so many current smartphones.
2: It didn't take two years. (laughs) That's true. (laughs)
0: Last Monday, our own Leif Johnson posted an article that looks back at the notch and what Apple did with it to make it work. So, Leif, what is it about the notch that makes it work so well for Apple?
1: Well, first of all, I mean, you you have to remember it's not just a camera in there. And that's when you've been seeing that from other phones, that's largely what they have in there is a a camera and a way to get that full screen OLED display, you know, and and that's a way to get around that because right now there's no – provable, you know, proven technology that, you know, can allow, like, a camera to hide behind a display or something. But, uh, you know, Apple puts in their Face ID, and I've said many times on this podcast, I don't think Face ID, True Depth sensors gets enough uh, recognition for how amazing that is. And uh, th- th- that allows, you know, to stick everything in there and, uh, you know, the cameras, the flash, the sensors, all into this one little strip, which, you know, honestly, I'm sorry, guys, is actually pretty well positioned. If you're looking at your Phone, you're not really going to be looking right at that notch. It's it's in out of the way area. And as I put in the article itself, I think you know you really only notice it in presentations where you're trying you know you know like oh look at this. But when you're actually looking at your phone for stuff like that, it's like I made another comparison. You're not constantly looking at your data signal or the time. And those are in a similar out of the way location. Same as it is with the notch and Apple. You know. The the length of it, the position of it, you know, I, I think they did really well, you know, compared to a lot of competitors. And the ones that I would say that are better, it's really just a camera. It doesn't have all this other technology in there. And um, one thing I wanted to work in there but I didn't is that Apple also, uh, you know, they made those those wallpapers to where the notch actually kind of disappears into it. I don't think that was trick advertising first of all i think it was you know to advertise the darkness of an oled display but you know it you know maybe you know it was like yeah you it's not as pretty as it could be so here here's an option around it i don't think it was necessarily trying to hide it like some people think well
2: i i do think they specifically chose those kind of gradient dark gradient wallpapers to not all right maybe hides the wrong word but to De-accentuate. That's where I was getting at. That.
1: Yeah, it was like yeah, <laughs> deaccentuate is the thing. But I don't think it was like some malicious thing because there were plenty no, of other like marking materials where they showed it f- straight out. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, listen. There's no people are people know it's yeah. there. Yeah. It's not like it's a surprise when they buy an iPhone. But ha- having used a lot of these Android phones that do different things with the uh-huh. notch, so there's the there's the Galaxy S10 as a hole, like a literal hole in the screen. Mm-hmm. Um. Either a single one or a double one, depending on how many cameras are on the front. That's not the best. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't love it. You know, it's, it's. I mean, listen. If there's one camera, it's smaller than Apple's notch for mm-hmm. sure. But the the thing is, and you touched on this. Whether it's that, whether it's a pop up camera, whether it's a flip camera, whatever you're doing, whatever these Android phones are doing. The one thing they're missing is that 3D facial recognition. Mm. There's only two phones that have it: the Huawei uh, Mate 20 and the P30. I believe I'm not 100% sure. I think they I think they brought it over to the P30, mm. and the um, LG G8 just came out with it. It has a time of flight sensor on the front that does facial recognition and things like that. Other than that, you don't there, there are none in Android. That's a that's two years yes. now. Where Apple came out with this technology, that's fantastic. It works quickly. It's secure, better than a fingerprint sensor.
1: All that stuff. you can almost use it as a 3D scanner. It's kind of crazy. Absolutely,
2: it's 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 awesome. And the only thing that Android phones, most Android phones, offer is um, facial recognition using the camera, which is 2D and very easily spoofable, extremely easily spoofable. If you have a good picture, it's gonna unlock. I've tried it. So, here here's your options. Either you deal with the notch, which, as you say, doesn't look bad. I I kind of mm-hmm. like it. Or you don't have next-generation technology. I mean, th-
1: there's no trade-off there in my mind. The only reason other phones are using it is because they want to get this ideal of a full-screen display, basically as edge-to-edge as they can get. You know, Apple went with it because of that technology. I, I You know, it was a combination of the two.
2: And... Uh, and... A lot of phones have the notch mm-hmm. and a chin and a little bit of a of a forehead above it because they haven't figured out or they don't want to mm-hmm. how to do the OLED. Like Apple actually physically bends it inside the phone so it it eliminates so the bezel's uniform yes. all around. other phones they just don't like all right, whatever. We have a notch, we have a chin, we don't yeah. care. Look at look at the Pixel three. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's I mean listen, I I I love mm-hmm. that phone, but the notch is huge. And the chin is, I mean, it's just like, what, what, like who designs these things? <laughs> the, the notch doesn't
0: bother me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, half, most of the time I don't even notice it. And when I do notice it, I'm like, Yeah, all right, whatever. But it yeah. does feel like to me that the notch is more of a marketing thing for Apple to differentiate their phones at a glance from the whole market. So if you're Well, it was not 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 anymore, (laughs) but at the time, because they could have easily just made it you know, they didn't that Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have the ear, so to speak. They could have easily just made it part of the bezel. The screen would be a little bit smaller because there's not a lot of functionality that goes on in those screen ears, as for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. what the is that what people call them? The the, the screen around Uh, the
2: horns, I think, is is the the preferred. Mm -hmm.
0: What what did they call it?
2: Uh, Horns. Horns.
0: Horns. Horns. Okay. Yeah, horns. I was thinking more of a rabbit. So the (laughs) horns, because they don't, no one has come up with, you know, a way to make it uniquely functional. Mm. And then maybe it's just too small to, to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean they they throw the status bar icons up there, yeah. and you know you can scan and get the notifications in the control center. But yeah, I mean, what are you really going to put up?
1: There? Yeah, well, what you were saying about the marketing, I, I think that is important. Like if you go to the Alamo Draft House, they have you know it's very graphic designy and stuff like this, but they have a it's time to turn off your phones and stuff. So they have something that pops up there, and it has the home button, which for many years was instantly recognizable Ooh. as a yeah. as a as an iPhone, and that's getting less to be. But you know with that that specific design of the notch apples to me is very recognizable you know yeah if if you just had a full screen display and that's the thing you're losing that recognition the more you have full screen displays it is still instantly identifiable as an iphone and uh yeah i mean there's no real mainstream android
2: phone with the exception of the pixel 3 and i don't even really know if that's mainstream mm -hmm. samsung hasn't done it you know you have the the, uh, lg has it huawei has it but uh, really it's You know, until Samsung adopts it on one of their phones, it's it's Apple's. It's it's Apple's identifying thing.
0: Then what's gonna happen when they do come up with the technology to make it full screen and that the notch gets hidden somehow. And then every other phone will be full screen and you can't the only way to differentiate them at a glance is to see the back of the phone. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is often covered up by your hand with an ugly
2: square camera <laughs> sensor. Yeah. yeah, It's a it's an interesting question because we don't really think about. I mean, I, I'm a consumer. I don't I don't think about brand identity.
0: Yeah, I don't either. But Apple's but, very conscious about brand identity yeah. when it comes to their design.
2: Yeah, I mean, regardless of how you feel about it, as Leif says, you see a uh, you can draw a rectangle and put a circle at yes. the bottom of it, and you think iPhone. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. You can draw a rectangle and put a little, you know, a little whatever you want to call that, a little notch at the top, and you think iPhone. Yeah. I mean, Apple is so good at doing that. Well, you're right. What happens when it's just a screen? When it's just a screen. What happens? How, yeah. You know, how do they? How did they add that that brand identity that doesn't require you to flip it over and show you the Apple? Yeah. it's gonna be, I'm sure they'll think of something.
0: Yeah. Think of something. It'll have to do with the metal frame around yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. There'll be something Great. that'll happen with that.
1: Have a grip on it. I don't know. Or, it's or something, stupid. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, the Life's article got a lot of response. If you're interested in reading Life's article, if you haven't read it yet, go to our website. We have a link to it in our show notes. I believe it's on our homepage right now, so you can find it at the, t- the top part of our homepage. So, if you're interested in that, if you have more thoughts, you can tweet it at us or... Uh, post a comment on our Facebook page. Now it's time for your hot takes. We love hearing from you. Let us know what you're thinking via email at podcast at Macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld. Or on Facebook on the Macworld Facebook page. We had a lot of comments this week about Jason Cross, our staff writer, who wrote an article about Apple Maps in iOS 13 and, and the uh, changes that are coming. And it was interesting because when Jason posted a tweet about the article, I, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but he basically said that Apple Maps is finally catching up to Google Maps in a way, yeah. or they're making strides and
1: catching up. Big strides. Yeah. I've been an Apple Senate, uh, uh excuse me, an Apple Maps Cynic for a long time, but this this is actually some good stuff. And, and, yeah. and it, one of the things you know, I'm. Probably jumping ahead here. But, uh, you know, one of the main reasons why I like Google Maps, even more so than the directions and everything, is that it allows me to make collections of places. Like, you know, like here are the best places to eat in Chinatown. And so I can really pull that up if I forget about them in somebody's in town that I want to show them. Now Apple is kind of giving that type of functionality, too. And it's about time. Yeah. Well,
0: when Jason posted his tweet, it kind of, like, triggered some of our readers <laughs> – We've got several responses, and I'll just I just picked out a few. Uh, at Tom Jurinik, said that finally, which was in the 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 Twitter post at Jason Post. He, Tom hasn't haven't hasn't used G, Google Maps in five years, and he's seen many other users users in Europe in the same boat.
1: In Europe, come on, dude! I could maybe see Northern California. I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> at Rand. Heil Cho. I, I should learn how to say these before I uh, read them on on the po- on the podcast.
1: His name uh, is Ryan Christensen for real. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I always say yeah, the yeah. Twitter
0: name because sometimes people put fake labels. Uh, he says that Apple Maps has been solid for years. He actually says that Google is trash. That's
1: ridiculous. Yeah, that's that's a little nuts.
0: And on Twitter at the Breen, which I do not believe is related to former Map World <laughs> editor Chris Breen, he says that he hasn't used Google Map in, Maps in years. And there were a few other right, comments so, about So, right, so three,
2: three people don't, don't use Google Maps? Well,
0: there, was, there were a few <laughs> other <Local> people. Yeah. <laughs> there were a few others that were kind of, and they were responding to these tweets, and then a few others who were kind of like, yeah, what are you guys talking about?
1: So, I know our
0: audience is, leans towards Apple, but even people who are devoted Apple... Yeah. Users have said that Apple Maps isn't as good as Google Maps. Well, but it is getting better.
1: This is the thing that gets me is Ryan Christensen says, it's Apple Maps has been solid for years. Okay, you can say that. But Google is trash? Come <laughs> on. That's a bit much.
2: <laughs> I, use, I use both as just a matter of course. Yeah. And I'll say that I haven't been steered wrong by Apple Maps in a while. That's a good thing. Mm. I was frequently... Sent to wrong locations using Apple Maps. Like there was, there was a time early yeah. on when I would plug it into both yeah. to make sure I I ended up where I was supposed to yeah. go, because you know Apple wasn't reliable. It is reliable, however. Google the app Google Maps app is so far superior to Apple Maps. It's not even it's not even yeah. close. Yeah.
1: I have to agree. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: the assistance stuff, the the uh, the social stuff, the sharing stuff, the the route, the direction. I mean, it's just. It's head and shoulders above what it is right now. Yeah. I, yes, iOS 13 closes that gap significantly, but Google is constantly updating, constantly updating Maps. It doesn't wait a year. It you know it has six or seven major updates per year uh, that that bring new functionality and increase the assistance stuff. Uh, it, it's incorporating stuff from Ways. It's it's I mean to say it's trash is a, I mean that's a joke.
1: <laughs> two anecdotes. It's a joke. Uh, two anecdotes. You know. When I used to live in Texas in 2017, there this 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 is this was always you know showed to me how bad Apple Maps was in comparison. There was a bridge that washed out on a creek. Listen to me in 1955 uh, on Old Goliad Road in Texas. That bridge has not been crossable. As a matter of fact, it is fenced off now. Apple Maps would tell you to go down that bridge <laughs> when you were going to my hometown, and Apple Maps never did it. Mind you, it is fenced off. There's That road is no longer technically available through there. It hooks up on either side of the creek, but it's a dead end on both sides. But it would tell you to go yep. straight down that. So that tells you. How screwed up Apple Maps can be, but I will say that when I moved out here to San Francisco, I moved. I used Apple Maps to get out here on CarPlay, and the only time, everywhere else, it was wonderful. Of course, that's a pretty straight shots down I-10, uh, I ten basically. I was in Bakersfield, which was interesting enough when I had to make one of the first big turns uh, California, and it sent me through all these back roads, and I got to see you know the California irrigation supplies and everything that I've i guess i've never wanted to see but <laughs> so I, it took about i'm gonna say 40 minutes of trying to get to the main road because i was just trying to follow apple maps and that was one case in which it should have been really easy and because i know there was another interstate that hooked up there and it was not so yeah
2: yeah i mean there's a lot of times still when i'll ask siri for something and it'll give me some place in like you know wyoming <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know that that's one thing I, that that doesn't happen with Google. Like they are lot. they they know where you are. They know they kind of have kind of have a general idea of where, where you are and where you can go. The one thing that's funny about Google is like it does it's not smart enough to know, like if I have walking directions on and then I get in my car, like it'll tell me it'll take me three days to get to <laughs> uh, from New York to to Connecticut because it thinks I'm still walking. <laughs> so you know there, there are still things these things can get smarter with, but um, Google Maps is definitely the gold standard here it just is
0: last week i was on vacation and uh we were in my car leaving driving to our destination and i asked siri for directions even though i didn't really need them immediately but i wanted to see if siri could do it so i asked siri for directions to my location it gave me a place in the midwest it didn't give me the yeah. place that I wanted to go to, it, you know, which was near Yosemite. It gave me a different place altogether, and I just sat there right. and did the thing I usually do. And my kids laugh because I always have the same response that in- involves some curse words. So, okay. yeah, and, and I make it a point to use Google Maps only. Mm. I, be- I feel like because I work for MacWorld, I should be immersed in it. So I don't use Google Maps, although I probably should because I it will help give me a, more, a better perspective, perspective yeah. of what, what's going on. So
1: Yeah, Roman is really good at that, that living entirely in the yeah. – I can't bring my there, – there are certain <laughs> things. You just want to get stuff done. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have gotten to where I on, – on Mac, by the way, I prefer Safari over Chrome. And there are people – Jason is one of that they refuse to go that route. But I actually prefer Safari over Chrome and stuff. But I can't. I, Google Maps – Gets gets stuff done. <laughs> yeah. So I'm real. I'm willing to give it more of a chance in uh, iOS 13 totally. And I'm excited by the stuff I see, but it's not trash. <laughs> That's extreme.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't even say Apple Maps. Is yes. True. I mean, listen, yeah, they're mapping the entire freaking world. Mm. I mean, let's give them some credit. Yes. Here. Yeah. no,
0: Apple Maps is much better than it has been even in the recent past. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot better. Uh, but to say that google is trash google maps is trash yes
1: notice that clarification saying that yes. google maps
0: Now, is trash. maybe that's what randy meant <laughs> yes. maybe he just meant google in general and not google yes. maps so and so if that's the case okay, you know i'll let you go with that you know that's your own opinion you know if you want to say google maps is trash well i don't know about that yes. if you want to say google is trash yes. i think you'll find some agreement easy a lot easier there mm. Mike's quiet. Mm. i not It's <laughs> Mike who spends 50% of his time at Google with Google stuff. I don't, I, don't, I don't have an hour to spend. Right. To discuss, all
2: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 656. Subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, SoundCloud, or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Contact us through Twitter at Macworld or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us next week as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next week.